national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to appear from cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an eye for an eye. We did not authorize this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We, the we did not authorize. 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 The Welcome into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That's my dog J Dubs. What's up, baby? How's it going, man? I am outstanding tonight. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Write down the numbers. You're going to need them. In fact, you will need them to win tickets to Fahrenheit 9-11, the movie that will top Shrek 2. And Passion of Christ before the end of the year. Combined? And that, yes, total. <laughs> I'm saying a billion dollars Michael Moore will end up making on this film. I've seen it. And I, I, I completely uh, I believe that with all my heart. Um, in fact, we're going to talk about the movie. So if you have seen the movie, I want you to call. Yeah. In fact, what I normally do after movies, J-Dubs, is a little bit of a debriefing. You know what I mean? Where I like to sit down with my buddies, whoever I went to the movie with, and talk about the movie Discuss it, get it all out in the open, see if see if they got the same things out of the movies that I did. Yeah, we uh, after the movie we went and uh, sat down over at Chipotle, ate some huge burritos, and uh, talked about the movie. So if you have seen Fahrenheit 9/11, a lot of you maybe even getting out of the movie right now. I want to hear from you. Yeah, call up, sit down, eat a burrito, and talk with us. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. That is what the hideout is for, for us to have some open lines of communication. Also, radiohideout.com is your virtual hideout, your opportunity to come in and uh, meet some people online, participate in polls, uh, learn about the latest happenings, if you would, uh, concerning the hideout, including tonight was the final night. I want to congratulate Greg, who is the last qualifier for the trip for two to Mazatlan, Mexico, the finals will be held next Wednesday at the Fair Oaks Champs. Um, and I believe that's going to happen from 9 to 10 o'clock, and I'm excited about that so much so that I am going to be performing. I will actually sing at that final um, karaoke, at the karaoke yeah. finals. And I want, I want to test out a couple songs with you, J-Dubs, later on in the night, if you would. I'm sure that'll be terrific. I've got some System of a Down, some Manson, some A Perfect Circle that I think I can really nail. You know what the best thing about these headphones are? You can unplug them. Okay, fair And then I don't have to hear anything. And uh, just uh, the FCC, too. You can always change the channel. That's yeah. the great thing about the radio. Yes, Panani. Do I need to go buy you some booze? Ah, uh, please. Because that's the only way I can do uh, uh, it. Because, because you're not allowed to drink on the air, I'll get you some uh, uh, mineral water. Yes, O'Doul's, please. Um, in addition to that, I believe our buddy, um, is it Chuck that is here from yeah, Full Rockin' Karaoke? Chuck from Full Rockin'. He brought us in. And he is uh, doing the stand-up now. Okay, Did you know that? The finale is 8 to 9. Yes, in fact, I do know Chuck is doing that. He has uh, made it all the way up to the DCM yeah. off. Yeah, he's, uh, he was talking to me about that. Of course, our uh, buddies uh, that we met through the Rana Fest show, uh, Lance and Chuck from Full Rockin' Karaoke. So that is there for you. Also today, Dubs, a great interview uh, we've got lined up. In Berkeley, California, they are trying to legalize prostitution. Uh, this is something that I've been screaming for for a long time. In fact, if you're a listener of The Hideout, I would assume more than likely 
you are also a fan of legalizing prostitution. So we're going to talk to people. Even if you aren't a fan, I'm betting you probably supported it a few times. In your own special way. Besides, what is marriage but legalized <laughs> prostitution? Coming from a separated man, I am a little jaded. However, we will uh, we'll get into that. We're going to talk to someone from the organization Sex Workers Outreach Project. But first and foremost, J-Dubs, you and I were at the Fairfax Cinema Deluxe yeah. uh, at 1.30, sitting there. And lo and behold, up comes Fezzy, which was really cool, an added bonus that uh, Fez came in and uh, watched, the sh watched the movie Fahrenheit 9-11 for the second time, sitting there with us. We want to debrief the movie right now with you. Again, 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. And Bender, you're the first up in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's up, Brodo? Are you there, Bender? Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Uh, we're talking about legalizing prostitution. That's, uh, yeah. that's going to be a little bit later on in the show, but right now we're talking about Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah, I want to go to that show. I mean, last night you guys were talking about how people envy George Bush. Mm -hmm. And I do, actually. But I do want to go to the show. And he has an impact on my life because I actually used to work for the Star Wars project. And what did you do exactly? I'm a computer programmer. And I just deployed applications like your Microsoft Word, your Netscape, and uh, Internet Explorer. So stuff that we could do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but because of the program, he actually gave me a job and put food on the table. And so what but, What exactly was Star Wars? What was that? Well, it's kind of like uh, satellites in space that protect the Earth. Okay. Sort of like, I mean, like a shield. That's what it is, actually, a ballistic missile defense shield. And it has that ever been perfected? It never, it never, it never panned out. Did it? Because well, they, they were doing it on Microsoft Word and Explorer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I, I just know about the business because I did uh, networking for them. But, uh, Bad Monkey could do that. Right, right. Well, I think they made like one test work or something like that. It actually hit, but um, it, it's a lot of taxpayers' money. It actually missed, but I think eventually they'll get it right. Um, it's a foreign country actually shoots a missile, right? Well, here's the thing, and thank you for the call, Bender. I don't think we really got to worry about foreign countries shooting missiles anymore. You know what I mean? I, it seems that that's no longer the threat. It's no longer actual states that we have to worry about. It, it's still a threat, but not as big of a threat as just people coming over with a bomb strapped to their ass. Exactly. Let's go into a case. You're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's up, bro? Good, man. Good, I just left the movie theater, man. Went to the 7:30 show in Woodbridge, and uh, it really, it really got to me. It was a lot of emotional yeah. uh, pictures in there and videos of the woman who lost her her son, and I feel for it, man. And just to let everybody know out there, we have no business being over there, to be honest. You know, and uh, I think a lot of people know that there are more moments than what have been stated on the uh, on, on the television and radio. And you just have to be open-minded, you know, don't don't listen to everything that you hear. Now, let me, not true. let me ask you this, Casey, you say you just got out of the movie. Do you feel as if we were, first of all, do you feel like we were let down by the media? The media displayed what they wanted to display about the, the presidential, about the Bush and the election, and about the leaders who being over the war. Yes, we were let down. We were misled. What? 
let me ask you this, Casey. Along those same lines, is there anything, um, what are you going to do? I mean, has this movie enraged you enough to do something? I mean, is there, are there steps that you're going to be to take to be, to be proactive? It has not enraged me, but it's definitely made me think a lot about how they're covering the wool over the American people's eyes. And personally, I know that I would not vote for Bush when election time comes around. I'm not a real big fan of, of Kerry, not because he doesn't have the tools, but I just don't see the passion in him. And, what, and that's just my opinion. But I'm a little upset of the fact that Bush and the administration let us down come 9-11. And the movie really, man, it was just, it was really touching. All right. It really was. I appreciate that, Casey. Thank you for the phone call. I've been saying that for months, that the biggest problem the Democratic Party has had right now is not saying enough. And, not getting up there, not being heard. And they're, they're basically just sitting back and letting Bush make his mistakes. That's only going to uh, work up to a point. And don't think that this is just Republican bashing if you go watch Fahrenheit 9-11, which, by the way, we, ha we will have tickets to give away. In the movie, Moore spends almost a straight ten minutes, if not maybe even more, uh, calling out the Democrats. Yeah. In the fact that, and it was really up front. Where not a single senator stepped up when there were uh, members of the House of Representatives that were representing certain um, uh, districts in Florida that were upset, they felt disenfranchised because their vote, their voters feel their votes didn't get counted in the 2000 election, and not a single, not a single senator stepped up, and uh, he actually goes with that throughout the movie, be it with Daschle or others of of Democrats who also let the country down. Oddly, all of them were black people stepping up to that podium, and uh, no one wanted to listen to them. Mm -hmm. um, we got this from Joker. Who's Carrie? I've never heard of him. Oh, wait, yes, I have. I just haven't heard from him. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of working for him. Andy, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, brother? Fellas, good evening. Just got out of the movie. How do you feel? Ah, I feel phenomenal. I think it's fantastic. He did a, he did a great job too. For those of us that have, that have followed these stories and have known all of this, and it's why we've mobilized in the streets for the past well, since you know, since the election in 2000, we've been screaming this for years. And the average citizen has failed to notice it. Oh, you're right. cutting out, and we lost you. Feel free to call back, yeah. Andy. 866-277-4969. Here's the wink, uh, or here's the actual link that I want to say. or the, the thing that immediately came to mind when I'm watching Fahrenheit 9-11 is the, the scene from Malcolm X, uh, Spike Lee. Uh, we've been hoodwinked. We've been bamboozled. We've been led astray. Because if you sit there and you watch... How the me and I put this I put this on the networks. Yeah. I don't just put this on Fox News. I put this on, on NBC. I put it on CNN. I put it on Headline News. I put it on all of the the ass clowns working right there who can listen to us right now at the CNN Washington D.C. headquarters right around there from Union Station who didn't ask the questions who had who were so excited with their loins by the fact that they got to get embedded yeah. and basically ended up being tools for the administration and going in when the whole thing started. That's who I blame this on, maybe more than anything else, because that's what politicians do. That's what administrations do. They try to slide things by, and it's our job. Our job is the media to call these people out, and we didn't do it. Uh, the hideout did, even from the very beginning. 
Uh, we even, we were against the war when we were at an overnight Saturday night show. A, a couple times we spent ranting about this. But who are we? You know? And other people ask, where, where were you? You know, it was, it was, it was people like Michael Moore, it was people like Susan Sarandon, people like Tim Robbins who would come out against the war and they were called unpatriotic. They were called borderline terrorists. I'm going to take that language back. You are un-American and you are unpatriotic if you don't go see this film. You are un-American and unpatriotic if you do not question the president. Because that is what we as Americans, that is the beauty of this. And Taliban regimes, they're not allowed to question their leaders. In Iraq, they're not allowed to question the leaders. In North Korea, they're not allowed. That is the beauty of America that we get to question our leaders. And if you're not doing it, if you're a lemming, then you are part of the problem. Don't you feel like you're being a lemming by saying that there, there's something there to be found? What if there is nothing there to be found? Johnny, I mean, then, then oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, here's the thing is it's been out there, and I don't care what people say. I mean, the, the media does its job, and it does it well. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I, we disagree on that. The questions weren't asked. The questions were not asked, and a lot of a lot of things that uh, parallels a lot of stuff that should have been out there. Even when it just comes to footage, it wasn't there. But you're saying that there is something there that hasn't been found. It's been two or three years now. Yeah, weapons of mass destruction haven't been found. I mean, that bottle that El Jefe is drinking right now, if that was filled with VX gas, that would wipe out an entire city. That's how much how difficult it's going to be to find weapons of mass destruction. I mean, it's possible that they lied. And, and they've already said there are none. They've already admitted there are none. No, in fact, not. yes, they have. In fact, if you look at the movie, on Meet the Press, didn't President Bush... Uh, it, they got clips. They got clips from 2000 and 2001 of Powell, of Rice, sitting there saying, uh, uh, Saddam's not a threat. We haven't been able to lit it, limit him enough. He doesn't have weapons of mass destruction. They have it. It's right there, the footage of the same people who are telling us he is such a grave danger. They have the footage right there telling us in 2001 he's not a problem. That I haven't seen, so I, I, I plead and, ignorance on that. But you know what? And that's it's cool, man. It's cool. That's what I'm saying. Even if you are on your side of the fence concerning whatever the whole politics is, go see the movie. Oh, I have every intention. I mean, getting back to the getting back on track, I want people to call in who saw it. And we're disappointed by the fact that, you know, like I just said, maybe there isn't anything in there. You know, I'm going in there with, you know, I'm a moderate Republican. There's no doubt about that. So I'm going in with the jaundiced eye of saying, Michael Moore's a little bit of a freak and this is just propaganda. And let me tell you this, too. I went into this movie also somewhat objective because I think I can also remove myself. I'm not going to lie to you. This obviously has a slant. It's meant to have Michael Moore yes. slant. With that being said, if you even take out the Michael Moore slant, the Michael Moore voiceovers, okay? Let's say you just watch the movie and it's only 50% or 60% of stuff that's just footage. You'll, I don't know how you couldn't uh, realize that we've, we've been led astray. I don't know how you couldn't see the ties with the Bin Laden and the Bush families. I don't know how you couldn't see these things laid out there, regardless of what Michael Moore ends up saying. 866-277-4969. Captain Clown, you're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, uh, I had uh, called about something else, but uh, 
I'll go ahead and go, uh, start with that. Doesn't um, uh, North Korea have missiles that will reach California? No, 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 that's true. I mean, I, I, w I would say that Al-Qaeda is more of a threat than North Korea. That's just me, though. I could be wrong. That's, that's what I perceive. Yeah, that's, it, it, it's, still a, it's still something we still have to look out for. I, hey, I tell you this, I'd put North Korea in front of uh, Iraq as far as a threat to the United States, and I think a lot of people thought that as well. So I think you're right on that, Captain Clown. Yeah, and uh, didn't Putin just come out with uh, some information that uh, Al-Qaeda, uh, not Al-Qaeda, Iraq was uh, planning an attack? Uh, I have not seen that, and if you have seen it, email it to me, jfkhyatt.aol.com. Okay. I'm now to the point, Dubs, and this is this is what I like about movies like this, and thank you for the call, brother. All right. This is what I like about movies like this, yeah. because wherever you fall on, you know, from the left, right, whatever, wherever you fall with movies like this, the thing I like about movies like this is that it, it makes you ask questions. It, the movies like this make you think, sure, Shrek 2 may be nice. Sure. You know, I, I always, I always uh, ask, how does a donkey talk after I go through that one? <laughs> sure, soul played maybe funny. Uh, I'd say, how do they fit the pool in that plane? <laughs> yes, exactly. Boy, those are the questions I get out of those. That baked potato scene was classic. Uh, they should be fined by the FCC for that. However, movies like this, and even Passion of the Christ, you know, movies like this make you think. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who are thinking, I know it's Friday night, I know you want to party. I just can't stress to you how important this is. How important it is for you to start getting involved and taking a look at what's happening with your government. Your United States of America. You're living in Washington, D.C., the most, the most powerful country in the free world, or most powerful city in the free world. I mean, I just want to make sure that we are going to have some homophobic jokes and pushing oh, women downstairs. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk. Okay. We're talking prostitutes later. I'm going to sing a little later on, but right now... I'm going to get real gay. <laughs> Fahrenheit 9-11 is the thing right now. Trust me, all the most stuff's coming up. Just hang in there. Chris, you're in the hideout on JFK. Are you there, Chris? Can you hear me? Uh, you sound like Chewbacca. You're cutting out for a second, so I'm going to put you back on hold. Hold on. And we'll see if we can get you back in a better cell. First, we'll talk to, to Ben. Ben, you're on WJFK in the hideout. Hey, Hefe, how are you doing? What's up, bud? I just want to thank you guys for finally, somebody on, you know, a mainstream radio station is finally talking about this. You know, since he got elected, now I participated in the marches down in February of last year. And my, my comment on the, the WMD thing, if you listen to what, I haven't seen the movie yet, I'll be honest, but, you know, again, I feel that I know all this stuff already. Mm -hmm. But... The way Powell and everyone made it sound like is that we'd be tripping over this stuff on the way up to Baghdad. Yeah. Like, there'd be no way we couldn't find it. And then Cheney, for God's sake, still said last week that, well, we haven't checked the whole country yet. It's a state, it's a country the size of California. There still might be something like this, this James Bond underground layer somewhere. Right. Where they have this stuff hidden away, and we'll find it sometime. And, 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 and it's not only that, though. It's, it's a matter of looking at... From what from what a lot of people have said so far, and again, this is just other information. Again, I feel like I need to be more educated on this, but let me tell you what I've what I've learned from now, is that the administration went in with an agenda of getting Iraq, and yeah. then 9/11 happened, and it was the next day with Richard Clark. Tell me about Iraq. How can we tie Iraq to this? Exactly. And then it was we're going to look stupid. If we go after Iraq immediately, because it was obviously Afghanistan, who was it that was saying? Uh, it was somebody in the movie that was saying, we sent 11,000 troops to Afghanistan. Yes. There are more, there are more cops in D.C. 
or cops in Manhattan, Manhattan yeah. than the number of troops that we sent to Afghanistan two months later. Exactly. And my only and my only other point is the man should be voted out of. I'm again. I'm a I'm a fairly liberal Democrat. I was a Howard Dean supporter, so I should you know full disclosure. Ooh, wrong boat there. Don't even start. Full, <laughs> full disclosure. Oops. Full disclosure going in there. The man should be regardless of anything else you think about Bush. And I think I think in general he's probably and he's a nice guy, like a guy you could go to a baseball game with, right? The man should be voted out of office simply for having engaged us in this country. We're going to be there for ten years, and we will we will never ever get out. Let me tell you this, Ben, and let me say this too, and thank you for the phone call, Absolutely. brother. Absolutely. I like Bush. Yeah, you were you were telling me this after the movie. But... I, I I told Dubs, I like George W. Bush. George W. Bush as a person seems like a dude that I would like. I I just see him as like a monster, the old uh, the old Ron and turn, the kind of guy where you'd have to explain to <laughs> okay, him. Okay, now how, that's a little extreme. Explain to him how to save the segments. Explain to him, all right, to drop the call. You gotta press this button. No, not that one. I put him on hold. We don't want him anymore. Okay. Drop it. I, I I feel like you're taking it a little far. No, but that, equating that... Bush to monster. <laughs> I'm not equating him to monster. You know, parallel. But they. Uh, it, it reminds me of the same type of person that I just wouldn't like. Let me tell you this. Honestly, I watched this movie and I feel bad for Bush. And let me tell you why. Being in Texas, I know that the governor, the per, the governor of Texas, is a figurehead. Bush is a figurehead, and you can see it. You you always been able to see it. Everybody knows that Cheney and Rumsfeld and Wolfowitz and Rove run this country, but it becomes amazingly obvious how this cat is just here to be the likable guy. Yeah. Because if it's someone like Bush, who is a likable guy, you know what I mean? Then it, it it's hard to, to not like him. You know what I mean? It, it's hard to be so angry at a guy who is as favorable as Bush would be if you're hanging yeah, well, out with he, him. He was kind of the dunce at school who would mess up and just kind of laugh it off, you know? Hey, don't worry about it, brother. Hang in there, you know? Yeah. Chris, uh, did your cell phone get better? Yeah, I think it might be. Can you hear Beautiful. Yeah. Here we go, buddy. Oh man, I, I think uh, I think you got the man all wrong. I think if you if you like this guy, you're just buying into an image that's been pitched to you. I mean, unless you go to Yale and hang out with the Skull and Bones crowd and have a, a pappy at home with a a couple billion dollars to throw around, these are not your people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're pitching an image to you that the everyday average Joe American would like to think, yeah, I could probably sit down at a ball game with that guy. But these aren't your people, and that's one thing that this movie really illuminated to me. I used to drive around thinking, yeah, we're probably in good hands with these guys. Who knows? I'd have second thoughts about the war, but, uh, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But this movie really illuminates the fact that, man, these are not your people except for a handful of wealthy elite Americans. And the rest of us have been sold to pony, man. Ba Hoodwinked, bamboozled, led Absolutely. astray. Although, let and, me uh, say this about Bush. He does remind... This, all this, let me just put, put one more point by you guys. You bet. All this left versus right stuff that we're always fighting about, you liberal, you right-wing this, mm -hmm. whatever. Let's put all that stuff aside. Let's get this clown out and all his henchmen. Let's get him out of Congress and, and get his administration out, and let's just duke it out after this. But for the, the welfare of the American populace, we've got to get these guys out. Man, your kids, Chris. my kids, everybody's kids from here on out, we've got to protect them by getting these these evil guys out of the house. Chris, let me say this, and I'm going to let you go. 
and I, Dubs, I was telling you this as we were driving to the movie. Yeah. I honestly believe, and this is this is in my mind. I honestly believe, if Bush is reelected, I believe that the a lot of people who are listening to this show right now won't be alive. Yeah. And I know that, and that is an extreme statement. And I'm going to put that out there now. I know. Yeah. That's something hardcore to say. Yeah. I'll tell you this: if this man is elected for another four years. And well, we go, and we run down the same path that we've been going down. Right, no holds barred. Then you know. I, I see gymnastics. You give these guys a lame duck presidency, and they've got nothing to lose, and there's no way in hell Dick Cheney's going to be elected president once Bush is out. It's no holds barred then, guys, and anything they want to happen is going to happen. You're going to see more stuff tipped to the wealthy, the elite class. You're going to see more of our, our young guys going over to different places and fighting for oil and wealthy interests. And it's, uh, there's going to be nothing to stop them then. We appreciate your call, Chris. Thank you, brother. Yeah, God bless you guys. Hi, brother. And let me say this. He brings up two great points. He brings up the points about the wealthy, and he brings up the points about the people who are going over and fighting for us right now. And I want to pick up on that when we get back, because those were actually the two things that resonated the most with me watching this movie. Let's put politics aside for a second, okay? And I'm not kidding. I really want to do that. Yeah. He's right. I, you know what I want, Tubbs? I wish we could just start anew. Yeah, start start off with a clean slate. I wish we could just somehow just kind of get rid of the, uh, not get rid. I like the system. I think the system can work, but I feel like we've gone just down such a horrible spiral of left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, liberal versus conservative. I wish we could just all kind of take a step back for a second and really look at the big picture. But I want to pick this up, what he said. The culture of fear, the culture of power and money, and also the men and women who are going overseas and losing their lives uh, fighting for us and what that means. It's a Friday night. I know we want to party, but Fahrenheit 9-11 came out. A lot of you are leaving the movie theaters right now. You want to talk about it. Dubs and I were at the one of the very first showings. We want to talk about it. 866-277-4969. It's too important. For you to pretend, hey, uh, I'm just going to get drunk and uh, I'll wait and deal with it Monday. We don't have that kind of time, folks. Quick break. We'll come right back. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. LFA. You can't seriously be my friend. J Dubs. I'm, I'm your best friend. No. Remember that. Dial the phone, Gator. What friend are you? The best of friends. Intelligent Entertainment next. Dubs, I suggest you keep your mic off. Cafe and Dubs. The best of friends. Together forever. 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 On the hideout. Those of you listening now, just rejoice in the fact that you're not these two loser douches. The hideout. It's good to be intelligent. It's good to think for yourself. And it's good to be an individual. Where real people with fake names and invisible faces create the ultimate in reality radio. The revolution starts with the hideout. 106.7 
866-277-4969. Come on into the hideout. Let's have an open discussion. Dubs and I were at the 130 showing of Fahrenheit 911 at the Fairfax Cinema Deluxe. In fact, during this segment, we're going to give out some Fahrenheit 9-11 tickets. Welcoming in Chuck from Full Rock and Karaoke. What's up, baby? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to be here. Thank you. You, you will be the comic relief during this because uh, during the commercial break, you were in here, and you could just see me stewing in the corner. And Not good for you, man. You got My blood pressure's up. I, uh, that, that's I just because of all the hoagies, though. And also, you brought us Hungry Howie's Pizza. I did. Let me do a quick plug. You bet. You know, they hooked you need to do. Free pizza, man. Yeah. Hungry Howie's Pizza. It's in Durwood, Maryland, uh, 17609 Redland Road. The phone number on that is 301-330-9558. I think you guys need to go see White Chicks tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and balance it all out. Uh, no, not after last night when we cried the new leader of the Negro Nation. Congratulations to our dog, uh, Blackness, who uh, came through there. So Dubs and I went to go see Fahrenheit 9-11. Again, just, if you're just now joining us, wondering what our slant is on it, we know that Michael Moore has a slant on the movie. We know that Michael Moore has an agenda. We understand. Everybody does. We understand that. It's no different than um, the Fox News agenda. It's no different than the O'Reilly agenda. It's no different than the hideout agenda. Everyone has an agenda. And if you go into the movie understanding that, then you can maybe be a little objective... You'll see where Michael Moore is trying to point your opinion here or there. But if you're also object objective with the movie Fahrenheit 9-11, you can also take a step back and look and realize there are some major issues that are raised, including the issue of money and power mm -hmm. and including the issue of this country sending over poor whites, minorities, to go and die. And for what? Is it really is it really protection that we're looking at, or is it is it is it really lining pockets of the Carlisle group, of Halliburton, of the Bushes and the Bin Ladens? Uh, if you just got out of the movie, I'd love to hear from you because I was stewing. Dubs and I went over to Chipotle trying to debrief the movie. And and I, was, I was trying to eat the burrito, and all he was doing was just staring at me. Just staring. I'm like, yeah, you your own burrito. You don't yeah. need mine, too. All right? If you can't enjoy yourself at Chipotle, man, then uh, yeah. that's a bad movie. <laughs> Let's welcome Jeff into the hideout of JFK. Don't be afraid. We're not going to yell at each other. I want to have an open dialogue. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo. Hey, I, I just want to say it. You know, I don't have anything against Christians, but I don't think enough is being made of this guy's close ties, his base constituency, you know, these right-wing religious fundamentalists that love to turn this country into, you know, Christian version of uh, Taliban. Uh, and, and you know what, Jeff, that's an amazing point. You know what, I, I commented to Dubs as we were walking out. Religion was not brought up once concerning Bush. Throughout the whole movie, they don't make even one tie to his religious fanaticism, to him talking to his God before invading Iraq. And that isn't even brought up. No. If you put that in the movie, it's it's seven hours long. Hey, we got a guy that talks to Jesus in the White House, 
and nobody seems to have a problem with that. And you know, and I don't have problems talking to your God. I don't have a. I mean, if you want to pray, if you want to do that, I'm not against that. <laughs> I have a problem when he starts talking back, though. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm kind of weirded out. But I think you're right, Jeff. You're seeing this, 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 this. It looks a little weird with this fanaticism on on the Christianity side. Getting real crazy to the fanaticism of the Taliban side, because religious fanaticism is religious fanaticism. That's what it is. I mean, you got, you got. I'm sorry. No, brother, you got people calling up these movie theaters in Fairfax with death threats. Yeah, is that this, not this FCC nonsense? It's all part of it. It's like you hold a culture. A culture cannot grow without art, and you need voices, and you need differences of opinion, because. Look at their culture over there, that Muslim culture, okay? They've been starved of art all their lives, so they've been stuck in neutral. They haven't progressed anywhere as a people. I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong. This is how this Bush administration has worked, though. They, uh, Thank you, they find different ways to get their point through other than just blatantly just saying, hey, uh, we don't want you talking bad about blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. look, and look, here's the thing. Sadly, leaving this movie, nobody has the answer. You know, and let's not let's not kid ourselves. We're not going to solve everything tonight because eventually we're going to talk to Porno Dan and the people trying to legalize prostitution in, in Berkeley. But we, I feel we need a dialogue. Yeah, I, I just wanted to comment on that last caller. I mean, the Muslim, Muslim when I say Muslim, the Arab, whatever, you, that, that world has some of the highest art culture ever. Okay, but but like freedom of expression and stuff. That's you would. Yeah, no, and you're right. Social, I mean, yeah, let's not get it confused. Let's try to keep it as on point as possible. Barcoot Issue three. Barcoot, he <laughs> says, how, how many folks stand and profit from this movie? Whose pockets are getting filled from this flick? Michael Moore. Yeah. I mean, he, Michael he, Moore. He's making a living. Miramax. Um, he's going to make what, a few million dollars off yeah, of it. Yeah, Yeah. Murdoch's making, I don't know, a few billion off of Fox News. And at the same time, shaping agenda way more than Michael Moore. Can. And uh, should he give his money out to you guys? O'Reilly's no. making a few million, let's not lie, yeah. off of having a shtick that a lot of you fall for. So. And should he give his money out? Exactly. No. So let's not start going about, hey, who's making money out of this? Everybody's making money off of it. It's just how you're making the money and what you're uh, willing to do to make that money. And if you're going to make that point for Michael Moore... Then question the people that own the Times. Also question the people who own Fox News. Don't be so blind to it, okay? Come on, you're smarter than that. You're listening to this show. <laughs> um, let's go to Billy. Again, we're not trying to be angry. I just want to have a dialogue. Billy, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's how you doing? What's up, Bob? I'm in the military, and I've spent uh, quite a bit of time overseas, experienced their culture, and I just don't think that... Uh, Bush really understands their culture and is trying to impose freedom or give them freedom as a gift. And I really don't think that that's something you can give as a gift. It's something that the culture has to want, yep. has to earn, and has to live for. Mm -hmm. And without an educated populace, without the folks knowing what democracy really is, living it every day. And wanting it, you like having that need for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if they really wanted. They would have. Uh, they would have tried to get it before. And then, 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 then it can be brought up too that they did try, and, and that's when Saddam used the weapons of mass destruction that he had at the time to oppress. So I mean, you can't. You, you know, they did probably try at some point. 
But it's just like as if, uh, I don't know, the French or somebody or in the Revolution, if they were the ones that came over and we didn't do it ourselves here when we were founding this country, I don't think it would feel the same. We would kind of feel like France did it for us and, and we didn't do it for ourselves. You know what I mean? Then the 1776 thing and, and the 4th of July, which were coming up on a, a week from su- Sunday, you know, it, would, it wouldn't mean as much. When, I mean, what is the Iraqi Independence Day? Is it supposed to be March it's 19th? It's a year long. Yeah. I guess it's going to be the 30th. By the way, the 30th, the same day that you can watch the finals for karaoke. And again, uh, plans are not finalized for karaoke or handing over Iraq. I can tell you that now. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to add, Billy? Yeah, sure. Back in the 80s, uh, Margaret Thatcher made a, uh, a statement that uh, still rings true today. The reason that we have peace here is because we live by philosophy, by religion. And it's, it's a unique culture in that we do that. And it's based in the educational base of our of our country. Mm-hmm. That country, that whole part of that whole region of the world, lives by religion. And I don't think you'll ever be able to impose our type of democracy on that particular type of uh, culture. I mean, look at the look at what happened on Iran with the Shah. You know, the veils came down for a few years, but uh, their <laughs> culture just reared its ugly head again, and and that's the way they want to live. Exactly. And if we really believe in freedom, then why don't we allow them to live the way they want to live. Why don't we have to impose our... Now, of course, there's a lot of... I hear you, and we got a lot of calls in this, Billy. I understand where you're going, though. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right. We just got Porno Dan backed up and a lot of calls backed up. But I understand what he was saying as far as imposing our values on others. And that's where it gets scary. And the thing that I'm maddest at Bush about, let me just say this, the thing that I'm the most upset about is after 9-11... I mean, they were holding vigils for us in the Middle East. They were People were on our side. If we had gone right in and we had gotten the world with us, we could have pretty much demolished al-Qaeda and had bin Laden. Instead, we took our sweet time. Then we made bin Laden look like a prophet by going into Iraq the way he predicted we would. And then you have the majority of the world against us. And ladies and gentlemen, to to quote Rush Limbaugh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a small world. Radiohideout.com, people everywhere can go to that. Go to it, by the way. Yeah, it's beautiful. But it's such a small world now. We can't afford to have this isolationist view of the world. We we got to look at the whole... we got to look at the big picture. You know how close we were to just having... A, a lot of world peace going right after 9-11 and everybody was on our side and maybe getting everybody on the same page and well, no. not world peace, but a lot of people on the same side that, you know, we normally don't get all together. Yeah, and I just think we were so close. It just got ruined. It ruined it. You can see that. Even if you listen to O'Reilly, Russian Hannity every day, you can see that, that the world hates us now. And why? Because of our view and our foreign our foreign policy with the with the administration. The great thing we can always count on though is Poon. Porno Dan, you're in the hideout on one oh six point seven WJFK. How you doing my brothers? I'm What's here up? in Bean Town in Boston. I have been desecrating this city all damn day, like only I can, D C style. I filmed some of the most probably I don't know what word I can say, daredevilish type activities I've ever done in my life. <laughs> 
We were filming. You were blind? <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I, I think the entire city of. Say that. Yeah, you can't say that. And it got dumped in the back too. So now we gotta hate for. Well, we gotta wait for everything to ramp back. The up. beautiful thing about Porno Dan, we were talking about Fahrenheit 9/11. He does some great documentaries himself. And obviously, he's shooting a documentary right now in yeah. Boston, uh, which is one that we could all look forward to. On Bush. Yeah, exactly. That's right, Chuck. Full rocket karaoke. It happens to be on Bush, and that's another one that I will support. Cicada, step up to the mic, brother. I was trying to find some information on Pornodan. Is there like a website or something I could go to? Yeah, it's Pornodan.com. Yeah. Pornodan.com. Go talk. Pornodan.com, yeah. Okay. Pornodan.com. All right, all right. Me, it's Pornodan.com. Beat it up already. <laughs> uh, yeah, hide out. Hello? Hey, you can't go on either. Dumbass phones are down. Why would you call in? Just run in here. Um... Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Once everything gets ramped back up. But seriously, most of his movies are like documentaries where he'll walk around, do a bunch of different oh, stuff. Oh, porno dance, yeah. porno dance house party. Yeah, I love it. Sorry, what was that website again? Stop. I Pornodan.com. Ftrip.com also. Get out of here! What is this a new one now that you're pipping? Are we ready to yeah, go? Yeah, we're up. All right, Porno Dan. Yeah, I got it. Sorry about that. We had to dump out. Oh, no any. problem. I understand that. But uh, no, I was saying we were just shooting out here in Boston. I've been filming in, uh, in front of all the historic monuments. Some uh, make doing kind of my own version of. A, I reenacted the Revolutionary War. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's just called the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> it, it, it might have been the uh, Boston Tea Blank Party. I got gotcha. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 the... and this time it was the British that were uh, going somewhere. It was. Uh, the girl's going for that I, I hear you. I hear you. That's exactly uh, what I'm saying. So when are you going to be back in town? You're traveling in the world. Next, next weekend, I will actually be shooting back at home in Washington, D.C., 4th of July weekend, having some real D.C. fireworks. I'll be filming stuff downtown D.C. next weekend. Uh, it's been a while since I've been home. I've been on the road for the last month straight, uh, and I'll be shooting downtown D.C. Of course, you guys are invited. I think we may actually show up to yeah. this one. I don't have any new sounds a, a games. Secret, a secret undisclosed location that no one would know about. All right. Well, cool. Well, we have an idea Famous for next basement. week. We have an idea for next week that we're going to run by next week. But we're going to finish up these phone calls on Fahrenheit 9-11. No Guys, I just wanted to call in and say I appreciate all your support. You have officially my favorite late-night radio show in the entire world. I, was, I actually, when I was, at the, uh, I was on Fox News last week. And I was, they asked me who I was just got done talking to, and I told them I was on the radio hideout in WJFK. Thank you, brother. And the lady who looked at me was just looking completely confused. <laughs> you should have smacked her. Thanks, man. De-smacked her. De-smacked No, you can't. Hey, thanks, yeah. Porno Dan. We'll talk. PornoDan.com. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm going back inside the bar. I have a couple more beers. Take All right, brother. See you later. Love that guy. His documentaries on Bush. Now, it says your name is Ohafe. But, uh, what, you, line three, you're on the air. Yeah, what's going on, guys? What's up, bro? want to congratulate you. Uh, you got awesome names, you know. J-Dubs are IFA, best names are orange, radio business. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That's the first I, time, but all right. <laughs> a new one for me. I just got out of the movie, and, uh, um, I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't like Michael Moore, and, mm -hmm. uh, he gives a really bad name to documentaries, you know, and filmmakers who are well respected within the, you know, documentary business. Um, second of all, I agree with you on, on what you commented about Bush, that you liked him. Mm -hmm. He was a likable guy. I agree with you on that. 
And uh, I, I just have a question. Well, you mentioned something about Bill O'Reilly getting a cut of, uh, out of this pie, out of the money that Michael Moore is getting. No, 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 no. no, no. Not at all, right? No, no, no. no, no. no, no, my, no. my point was that, and let me clarify if you, if you, uh, if you said that. My, my point was. Everybody's making money off of pushing their agendas, just like Michael Moore is making money from Fahrenheit 9/11 pushing his agenda. Bill O'Reilly makes money off of the uh, radio factor and the no spin factor, and on, his on. and his so-called independent agenda, which yeah. really leans right. So that's that's actually what I was saying, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Going back to the uh, 9/11 thing, I, I didn't like it. I, I thought I was going to see and hear uh, stuff that I, I had never seen on TV or heard before, you know. And it's just the same old thing. And uh, okay. I really want to know what Matt Albert thinks about this <laughs> administration. You know, if you guys would give him a call, I'll appreciate it, bro. No problem. Hi, brother. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> you know what strikes me as funny is he said. Uh, it gives document filmmakers a bad name, like they already don't have a bad name. They don't have any name. Yeah, exactly. Like every time I go to a, a film and see a documentary, I'm like, uh, I can't believe I ran out of juju beads again. <laughs> uh, Chris has got to give me the last phone calls on this, and we got a break because we got to get to uh, Stacy from Sex Workers Outreach Program. Um, I will tell you though, I thought it was a, just a well-made movie. Yeah. Too. I mean. Just as far as movies go, I thought it was put to, put together well. So I didn't. I, think I it thought was, it was a documentary that everybody could really watch. Yeah, because those things are tough to watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that. Chris, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey guys. Yeah. Okay. By going into Iraq, we are doing by Bush going into Iraq, we are doing exactly what Al Qaeda wanted us to do. Mm -hmm. They wanted us to overreact. They wanted the world to get pissed off at us. And they wanted us to make asses out of ourselves. That's okay? what we were saying so earlier. In this situation, Al Qaeda has won. In this situation that Bush has created, Al Qaeda has won. And Chris, okay? I, was, I was actually saying that, bro. I was saying Bush made the administration made Bin Laden look like a prophet by Bin Laden saying they're going to start invading. Middle East countries and Muslim-dominated countries because of our religion. And that isn't specifically why we did it, but that's the way it looks over there. And everything comes down to public relations. And right, right now, on. we're losing that battle. Thank you, Chris. we got to run right on. Um, last couple calls. Scott, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, how are you? What's up, buddy? Real quick. Um, basically, uh, what I was saying is that the Michael Moore movie just shows his side of the story and it's not objective uh, no, um, and nobody's saying it is no. we, we've no, said no, that no, no. but for in terms of the uh, the Saudi Arabia the Bin Laden's being transported out of the country what would you expect them to do after 9-11 hearing that all or 16 of the hijackers were of Saudi descent it's kind of like you don't take well, them out of the well, country well, though you take them somewhere and you talk to them you question them you ask them what happened no but the people were the Saudis weren't they were the part of the Bin Laden family, and Osama Bin Laden had been disowned by his family a long time ago. Well, there are things in the movie that say actually it wasn't, because a couple months earlier, a lot of the family had been at a wedding for one of his sons, so in actuality, the, some of the people flown out of the country weren't completely disowning Osama, that they had seen him about two months earlier. So that's why I recommend you going and seeing the movie okay. and getting the full perspective, because, you know, you hear that, and that's exactly what I had heard, Scott, the same thing you just told me. But then they show the names, and they show these people that were there, and they got film, and you're like, whoa, wait a second. I, I thought I was told this. Yeah, I, I understand that. And with, and because I'm not, I'm not a righteous Bush supporter. No. Right, but, now, I, right now, I wouldn't vote for Bush because I'm not 100% or I'm not behind his religious convictions in terms of trying to transform this country. Mm-hmm. 
mindset, but I, I, it just seems like that the left will only go with the left and they'll ignore everything else, and the right will only and ignore I, the right, and, or will only listen to the right. And, and, I, and that's why we want to, that's why we wish we could wipe yeah. everything clean. And now. just start over. I wish we'd start listening to each other. Like, I think we've done a pretty good job of tonight. Thank you, Scott. No problem. Thank right, you. Buddy. And last call on this, because we're so late on a break, but we we want to get Mike into the hideout on JFK. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Um, I got a quick uh, just a point to make. Um, actually, it was the first part of the first wave to go over to Afghanistan when this whole uh, you know terrorist attack started. And what a lot of people don't realize is that we went over to fight for our country under false pretenses. Now, granted that we went. Um, you know, because that that was our job. That's what we signed up to do. Right. But it's a little disheartening to go and then fight for your country, and then you know, and endure the the, the type of the type of things that you're enduring, then to come back and then to find out that you know the whole reason that the whole patriotic reason that we were going over there was basically a farce, and and really, it it, it just it really breaks my heart to see that the people coming back from. You know, these these wars or these conflicts, and then not being properly taken care of, and and under this administration, what a lot of people understanding is that Bush is trying to reinstate the draft, and people who have children that are 16 years old or, or maybe even 15 years old, but if he gets reelected for this term, their children their children may actually have to go and fight these wars yeah. that well, by by no means are they actually factual. I mean, there's no. And, and those 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds that might get sent off in a couple of years will have no chance to vote on whether it happens or not. Yeah, I mean, well, God damn, I could talk about this all night long. And thank you, Mike, for your service, and thank you for your opinion, buddy. No problem. All right. He's so right. God, I swear I have another three hours of this in me, but we got a break. We're so backed up. Uh, coming up next, we're going we're gonna to change gears a little bit. Um, I gotta be honest with you. We got a lot of stuff coming up with Fahrenheit 911. I think we're gonna be doing even more. Um, so hang in there. We're gonna give away those tickets before the end of the show. Uh, but let's talk a little sex next. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to transition. That's what commercial breaks are for. Um, we're gonna have Stacy from the Sex Workers Outreach Program. It's swop-usa.org. They are trying to legalize prostitution in Berkeley, California. Oh, today's a good day to be in the studio, guys. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're going to have her coming up next. Chuck from Full Rock and Karaoke is here. He's also uh, one of the stand-up comics who's blowing up in the D.C. area. You can see him at the D.C. Improv. We'll get a lot of more of that going out, too. He brought us by some Hungry Howies. A lot more coming up in the hideout. I want to thank you for having a civilized conversation about Fahrenheit 9-11, and that really means a lot. And that's why we put the hideout together. Quick break, coming back. God damn, we're late. It's 106.7 W. Stop talking. WJFK. The hideout featuring LFA and J Dubs. Give me a rusty hanger. I'm going to fork the hole right out of you. The hideout. LFA. The most important Latino broadcaster ever. Got a big dude. I don't know how this little man, this little fat man, get all these women, boy. I don't know how he do it, but he does it. <laughs> it's a name. LFA. Oh, the, the bank account, one of the above. Or big <laughs> I think it's the big that gets the most. J-Dubs. Man, if I don't sit here in my apartment in the dark and off the internet porn tonight, then the terrorists would truly want. The Hideout featuring LFA and J-Dubs. Speaking the truth. Yeah. Even the, in the uh, IDs. 
Washington, D.C. You're listening to The Hideout. You're in The Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. I am El Hafe. That's my dog, J-Dubs. <laughs> Thank you to Oddball, Bateman. It's a weekend. Baby, weekend. Funani, too, has been around all week. D.C. United must be out of town. So uh, he's here. Also, we have a special guest. Well, maybe we'll talk to a little bit later on. Stacy has stopped by. Um, not the Stacy from the Stacy show. What happened to that? She's on a hiatus. That's all I've heard. Okay. Well, good for her. And Chuck from Full Rocket Karaoke. Maybe maybe she's at Ber- Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, she could be in Berkeley, actually, <laughs> trying to earn a little cash. Um, Chuck from Full Rocket Karaoke, also one of the hottest comics coming up in D.C., is here. Burning it up. Not the hottest. Uh, the hottest. The baddest. And um, <laughs> big difference. <laughs> here's, the, uh, here's the thing. We just talked about Fahrenheit 9-11 and government for the last hour. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Although staying a little bit with the uh, the, uh, the government yeah. theme, the legal theme, uh, the law theme, if you will, uh, I found the most amazing article rolling around on the AOL for broadband. Something that I think the majority of Americans would agree with at this point in society. There's a group in Berkeley, California, that is trying to legalize prostitution. Now, they actually have gathered a whole bunch of signatures and uh, they're putting it on the ballot. Unfortunately, even putting it on the ballot is more of a symbolic thing uh, more than anything else because they can't technically overturn the law. But joining us on the phone, I would say a true patriot, Stacy Swim from the organization uh, Sex Workers Outreach Project. It is SWOP-USA.org. She's the campaign coordinator. Stacy, welcome into the hideout on JFK. How are you? Hi there. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Ah, uh, so you're great. I love talking to prostitutes. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> Tell me about your organization. What are you guys doing? Okay, uh, well, we are the Sex Workers Outreach Project, and um, we're actually working to decriminalize prostitution. Okay. And, um, you know, we, we're concerned. We see this as a health and safety issue, and, um, uh, you know, we just feel like the laws don't make sense, and we wanted to start a public dialogue and get people talking about it and thinking a little bit more rationally about adult consensual sexual activity. And I've always asked this question, and if anybody could answer this question, I'll give you tickets to Fahrenheit 9-11. <laughs> Why is it that prostitution is illegal? Well, it's, it's, it is illegal, but it's very easy to get around. Like, you have sex with the girls, and you pay her $1,000 for a ballpoint pen. Oh, then I... you, then you, everybody wins. <laughs> okay, see, Dubs actually has it all worked out. Yeah. You've been in a receipt. You've been inside the Beltway a little too long, my friend. You you sound like you work on Capitol Hill. Um, but I've always wondered why is it that we would make a transaction like that illegal? Stacy, what are your thoughts? Wow, uh, you know, to me it's a women's rights issue and I feel like um, we have a long history in this country of saying that women who have sex are bad. And, um, I like you know, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so over time, you know, we, we come a little bit further. Women no longer have to go to, um, you know, where the nuns are if they get pregnant and, they, you know, women are no longer stoned for uh, for having sex out of marriage. Well, and they I are stoned when they're prostitutes, right? No, Dobbs, come on, it's not <laughs> Well, in a sense, in a okay. sense, absolutely, we are stoned and we're ostracized, and um, so yeah, I think that that society is slowly making a progression toward understanding that when people choose to have sex, 
We're not talking about people who are forced to have sex. Right. We're talking about people who are choosing to have sex. Um, you know, putting them in jail is ridiculous. And I think that uh, Lawrence versus Texas told us that. It said, you know, sex between consenting adults is not a crime. It is a part of personal liberty, and the government cannot interfere with that. Now, of course, that, those were sodomy laws that they were specifically talking about. And so mm. now it's okay for men to have sex, but still we've got... You know, women's sexuality criminalized, and we want to change that. You know, how much do you charge for that? I like. Well, hold on. I like her. She's a feminist. <laughs> I'm a feminist too. I'm a big believer in this. So for you, this is sodomy. Uh, that too. It's a. You're a big believer that this is something that's going to help women in the long run. Oh, absolutely. I mean, really, it, here in the city of Berkeley, it costs about $3,600 per arrest. Okay? Oh, I thought you were going to say oral. Well, so listen, so here in the same town, one of the best universities in the state, Cal Berkeley, it's only t about $2,500 per semester to go to school. So we're saying, okay, look, the city's forced to spend $3,600 just to put somebody in jail for a couple days, and they could save money by just educating this person and helping them get another job, <laughs> you know? So you're saying be a hooker so you can go to college. <laughs> well, you know, so many girls are hooking because they're in college. I think that is, is something valid that we need to think about is uh, prostitution isn't necessarily a career choice. It's something that people are doing to get where they're trying to go. It's so funny because every stripper you meet is in school. Yeah, she's working towards her... Uh... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm an exotic dancer. Yay! I've been dancing for five years since I turned 18. I, I want to see a stripper who's going to going to strip to uh, get her GED. I'm really I'm really just working for my GED going here. I, and I'm 37. <laughs> or, or just best citizenship in third grade. All right, so hold on a second. Let's get some some facts here on Stacy Swim from the uh, Sex Workers Outreach Project SWOP-USA.org. She's the campaign coordinator. So you're an exotic dancer. You're 23 years old. Just for our listeners, because you know it's a male station. What do you look like? Okay, I'm five six, about 125 pounds. Uh, I've got blonde hair with red highlights and uh, blue eyes. 36 C. Who have you been compared to looks wise? Um. Okay, Julia Stiles. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> Constantly, every time she has a new movie out, people tell me that I look like her. Uh, let me, so, what about your organization? Do you guys like have meetings? Do you guys go talk to the? Yeah, the meetings are couch dances. The, the hookers, are, <laughs> the hookers on the streets. I mean, what? What do you like? How does they the use whole their knees on each other? We have gone out and talked with with girls on the street. We we go out and we give them flyers that say, "If you get arrested, call us, and we'll do what we can to help." And uh, yeah, it and also plugs your two for Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately haven't gotten any good deals out there yet, but I'm still waiting. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've talked to them. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that street walking really only represents about ten percent of the, the the paid for sex that's happening, and this is a marriage town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, this is a college town. I think that the higher majority of sex workers are probably working privately out of houses and apartments or dorms. And um, I hear you. <laughs> I, remember, I remember Texas Tech University. Trust me. So I right, so, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. I we definitely we're in touch with the community on many different levels, and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
and you were, we're trying to hear the needs of both the girls who are working on the streets and the girls who are working privately. Now, uh, for this sex workers outreach project, so this is more than just prostitutes. Would you, would you include exotic dancers in this whole thing? Or, but they're not getting arrested. Yeah, see, the, the, the legal issues that we focus on are around prostitution because that's still illegal. Um, and there aren't any strip clubs in Berkeley, unfortunately. Uh, oh, really? Um, and, you know, maybe a future project will be to work on getting some strip clubs here. But <laughs> right now we're focusing on... You know, uh, she's fighting the good fight, you know? I'm fighting I, the good fight. That's what I'm saying. This is a real patriot right here. Stacy Swim Absolutely. from Sex Workers Outreach Project, uh, SWOP-US.org. Um, what other kind of works are you guys doing? What else are you doing to help America? Uh, well, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of education. What we found is that uh, the reason that people don't like prostitutes is because they're afraid. They don't actually know any prostitutes. They don't understand who we they're are. They're afraid of getting caught. They're afraid of getting caught by their wives. Right. So Yeah, some of them. But some of them are the wives who are a little bit sketched out. They don't really understand what we're about. And, what are you about, then? About making money and having sex. Well, hold on a There's second. Maybe, wrong with maybe that. it's more, though. I want you to talk to me as if I were John Ashcroft. Why are, prostitutes, why are prostitutes good? Uh, prostitutes are providing a valuable service to the community. There are people who uh, lack human interaction that otherwise may not be able to get it, and the people who are providing it are are very generous. It works already. Oh, now we lost her. Now, hold on, Stacey. We're going to have to keep you on hold. What are you the doing? The first time was fine. No, it was. Yes, it was. I'm tired of having to dump you constantly and having to put our guests on hold. That's twice now, J-Dubs. Both of them been your fault. 4969. Although I do like it when you do that because um, it gives me a chance to uh, recap and get everybody caught up. It's right. hideout 106.7. I'll keep on doing it then. Next no. time I might drop the uh, MF or like... Uh, <laughs> What's his name down in uh, in uh, Congress? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, go f yourself, okay, yeah. Cheney. Um, so we're talking to uh, Stacy Swim. Berkeley uh, is trying. The city of Berkeley, out in California, is trying to legalize prostitution. They got all these signatures together. They're trying to make it happen. It's not technically going to legalize prostitution. The stance of Stacy, who is uh, on hold right now, while we ramp up our delay system. Uh, this her stance is that this is actually good for women, and Dubs, I'd have to agree with that because when we stop criminalizing things like sex, you know, I think it does give women more freedom with their own bodies. They're choosing to do this, you know. It's here, you know, it's not as uh, immoral, I guess you would say. Yes, Punani. Uh, the only thing I'd say is we got to get behind this. So the first thing that happens when it does become legal. We ship Matt Albert out to Berkeley. And she's, and, you know what, and actually, uh, Stacy, you back? There we go. Hi. Uh, you're right, though, because we, uh, we do have the hideout. Our number one demographic is 19-year-old uh, black virgins. And <laughs> something like this is a good, uh, a good uh, public service, have, we will, for guys ever, like Matt Albert. Have you ever come into uh, in contact with any people like that? Have you ever taken any virginities? Uh, not to my knowledge. Hmm. 
Yeah. No guys, have you ever noticed that no guy's ever a virgin whenever he's with a chick? Uh, right. I, I've done this. Before. But, you know, when it's with a hooker, you you got nothing to lose. It's not like you aren't going to get it. No. Might I, as well just come clean. I'd lie to her, too. You know, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd lie to a hooker. I think that's good information for her to yeah, have. Yeah, why would you lie to yourself? Your service, she can give you the best possible service. You know, tell her your situation so that you can get the, the best possible service. I get it. Uh, <laughs> now, are terms like hooker and whore and things like that, are those offensive? You know, there's like this big reclaiming movement to celebrate all of the words used to describe uh, individuals who take money for sex. And I personally am not offended by them. Um, of course, within the, the, the political whore community, <laughs> there, there are lots of... Uh, Lots of different views on that. So personally, if, I don't have issues with any of the terms. <laughs> what is your personal experience with hookers, with hooking? Have you done it? Uh, I don't have any personal experience with hooking. My personal experience is, is working in strip clubs. And, uh, you know, of course, there, there are guys who come into strip clubs and they really do just enjoy the entertainment. And, you know, some guys can come in there. They don't feel like they're cheating on their girlfriend or wife by just enjoying the show and all and, of those things. And they're not. But there are other guys who want a lot more than just the show. And... They want you to punch them in the nose. Situation because uh, you know I just felt like girls who wanted to provide sex should have the right to say that they're providing sex, so that those of us who weren't providing sex um, didn't get pressured once we got into the back rooms. I felt like I wanted my customers to get honesty in advertising and know exactly what they were getting before they put their money out. And uh, how many fingers? (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Dubs. Swop slash us.org again for I, would, I would like to know what I was getting. That's for Sex Workers <laughs> Outreach Project. Stacy, want to take a call or two? Is that cool? Sure, I'd love to. I love this chick. I don't want to ever <laughs> let her go. Uh, let's see here. Nick, you're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, I was just wondering what you thought about the uh, close ties between prostitution and uh, drugs and organized crime. Now, is that something that we can look at, though? Because if we do, le- well, if we legalize it, then we can't we regulate it in a way? Okay, uh, well, absolutely. They, we cannot, uh, there will always be some form of regulation. We, we, we recognize that. Um, and yeah, I mean, the thing about drugs is that people who have drug addictions, uh-huh. people with drug addictions turn, they do desperate things to fulfill their addiction. Not just sex work, but many other things. And I think that the drug issue is Radio a separate issue. Uh huh. I hear you. All right. Well, cool. There's a, there's a question answered for Nick. Let's go to a John. A John in the hideout of JFK. Yeah, I just wanted to ask how much it would cost to get some phone from this hooker after the show. <laughs> how much do you charge for this phone? Yeah. Well, let's give it out for free in the hideout. And make a contribution. All right, there we go. That's a good way. You know, I'm going to make a contribution Please, on the brand. www.swap-usa.org. Awesome, beautiful. Hey, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself in bed? I'm a 10, baby. Um, you do everything? Around the world? Um, Around the world like Jackie Chan? Okay, I guess I have to bring myself down a notch or two. I haven't done it all. All right, all right. But, well, you know, I'm young. I'm young. still exploring. Saving something for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Guy ever throw you in the Boston Crab? All right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I say we'd love to check back in with you to see how things are going. Maybe Great. once it's maybe once it's up uh, for the election, we'll uh, we'll chat with you again. You were awesome. Good yeah. to come to DC. Oh, well, we'll stretch you back you out. Okay. <laughs> All right, baby. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sex Workers Outreach Project. Right, every guest that we get should be just some hot young yeah. chick. Yeah. Looking to legalize prostitution. And have Uncle Ryan call back. He said that he had the answer as to why it's illegal. Sorry we left you on hold, bro. We'll get to you. 866-277-4969. Never leave, like to leave Uncle Ryan on hold. No. Because then he'll start making the Kevin Wheeler calls to us. And that just wouldn't be fun. Let's go to uh, Wolfie. What's up, baby? Hey, what's going on? I just want to know how much she charged. Hold on. I, I tried to ask her then. She wouldn't really. Yeah. She, she beat around the bush. Yeah. Uh, we should have asked her as far as the lap dance goes. Yeah. That's probably $20. Mm-hmm. And then you have to buy her a drink. The drink and the conversation. And the conversation tip. Oh man. oh man, you're you're going up into the sixty or seventy dollar range for four, four minutes of pure pleasure. And then and then me, she's yeah. taking all your cigarettes too as you're talking. Yeah, you've been there before <laughs> oh, as well. I'll tell you what, I used to. <laughs> you know what? Most ridiculous thing. Ever. I didn't even smoke when I used to go to strip clubs, but I'd bring cigarettes with me so the girls will sit next, down next to you and bum smokes. <laughs> and you guys, you've been there before, Chuck. What? Strip a couple, yeah. couple times a night. <laughs> Look at him. Funny man. Coming up strong. Uncle Ryan, sorry about that, baby. What's up? Nah, no apologies, man. I just thought this subject was over. But um, I just want to say honestly that uh, I think the high-class, quote-unquote, call girl, nothing is wrong with that. And uh, also, you asked a question. I'm not speaking on behalf of myself, but maybe devil's advocate, kind of. Right. That I think it's... Uh, Drug use, like another call, a caller had said, mm -hmm. violence and the spread of STDs, and our government is trying to crash down on that. And whether we agree or not, that is their way to try to sustain that. All right, and that's the reason, because the question that I asked is why would prostitution be illegal? Exactly, and that's why I think it is. All right, you know what, and that's a good enough answer for me. Congratulations, you're going to see Fahrenheit 9-11, the Lionsgate Films, IFC, and also the uh, the uh, protection group. That oh, one other thing, guys. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No problem. You're the man. Um, I walked out Van Halen after 20 minutes, dog. Whoa, what? What yes. happened? Ryan, you're killing me, Did man. they sing Panama I, I first or something? Don't, don't think less of me, man. But maybe, like, I went, I wanted to, the rock icon, a little before my time. I tried, and they just weren't sounding good, man. But everyone else was into it. It was me. It was me. Because everyone else is into it. I just didn't dig it, man. All right, brother. Well, hold on. We're going to send you to uh, Fahrenheit 9-11. Thank, Thank you, bro. Guys rock, man. All right, brother. There he goes. Um, the, the thing that surprised me most about uh, having that chick on here, she's a stripper. It's Friday night. She took a half hour out of her day, prime money-making time, to talk to us. You know, if she really is in school, because all of the truly hot strippers that I've met that are actually on school in school... They don't work on Friday and Saturdays. For some reason, they work like on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays. Hey, you, got, you, you know, have, you know, it's time to date. <laughs> That's true. You do have to have that time to you date. You know what the sleeper time is for uh, girls that work that you don't think would be busy? Hmm. Lunchtime. All the business guys go in there at lunchtime. No, that's true. A lot of the daytime crowd, and, that, and that's a good. That's and they always have the free buffet, which is wonderful. A lot of business gets done. And isn't it in D.C. where they're actually two? They are. You haven't lived till you've had buffet food and a lap dance. That's the best ever. It's like we're one step above Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> 
throw a slot machine right there. I guess you kind of do have let one. Let me tell you guys something. I went to a strip club a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Chuck. And the thing that always strikes me about strip clubs is, is when you go into the bathrooms, they always have these signs, employees must wash hands before returning to work. It's a strip club! And it's a guy's bathroom. How come they don't have, like, a sign in the women's uh, bathroom that says, uh, employees must wash <laughs> before returning to work? Uh, you're right, though. It's, uh, it is always in the mail. Yeah. It's, what? It's in the men's uh, bathroom. Why would they ever need any signs in there at all? Oh, I may, you know, maybe uh, hand soap is actually to wash your hands with. Maybe that should be the, uh, the sign in there, but it's not lube. This is not lube. This is soap. Here's a loogie. <laughs> Let me tell you this, too, though, Doug. I hate when you go to a strip club, and it's one of those small, scrunched-up, like, bathrooms, and they got attendants sitting there. Just, yeah, like... <laughs> Where, what else do you have to tip around there? Now, here's the most annoying though. When you go, when you go to a strip club with your boys, and the guy sitting next to you gets like the remix version of Freebird, gets like a 20 yeah. minute version, <laughs> and then when I get a lap dance, it's like da na 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 da na. What's that? That's all it is. You get the two and a half minute version of Wait and Bleed from Slipknot, and that's all you're getting. You pay the same amount. But I remember this one time I went to the place on Eight Mile in Detroit with our dog Shafee. Yeah. And I go in there, and I'm tapped. I mean, I had already spent all my money. And so I'm going into the restroom and the attendant, and I don't have any money. So I, I thought I had at least a buck or two. So I go, and I use the restroom, and I'm washing up. The guy, the guy sitting there, and he you know, gives me the towel, and he, he does the treatment with me. Because these guys are actually... You just walked out. You put your head down, look the other way, and just walk out. Well, I had to do that when I reach into my pocket, and I pull out my money clip. It's empty. And he looks at me a second like, okay, what what are you going to do here? And I, I bolted. I ran out, and I was like, Shafee, we got to go. I feel like an ass. And we took off just because I didn't have a dollar to give to this guy. And it seems unfair that you got to tip that dude and that he's even there. Well, if it, they should put a stripper in there. Seriously. You, you, right after you get done you know, doing your business, you walk out, put your face in a happy place, and go right back to the center stage. You put the new one in there. You put the fat one in there. The one that's not going to make any money when uh, she's up on stage. You know the one that clears out the pervert row? You put that one in the bathroom. The one that doubles as the stripper and the uh, buffet attendant? Yeah. <laughs> you got the, one that, the one they just call the waitress. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back as the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Hell, happy. In front of my babies, you got torn on homo shows up in here. What kind of freak ass is this? You two mother need Jesus. Hell, happy. The hideouts. Well, look, I've got a little proposition. L Hefe, I will pay you one million dollars to sleep with your friend here. G Dubs. One million dollars. One night. Cash. Just throw that out. You two mull it over. Get back to me. I swear to God, I'm really uncomfortable. Specializing in homoerotic humor, the hideouts. L Hefe and J Dubs. 106.7 WJFK. Coming down the home stretch for the week, the hideout 106.7 WJFK. Just counting down the minutes to the weekend. Weekend. So excited about this weekend. A lot of uh, a lot of buddies in the hideout tonight mm -hmm. as we wrap up the week. Very busy week. It's been very, fun. Yeah, very very involved. Yeah. Active hideout this week. Maybe we'll play it a little bit cool next week. Because I don't think I can keep up this pace. No. Jesus. 
Oh, by the way, I'm running the uh, with the Watley crew tomorrow at the Tim Harmon 5K. Typical Wonder Boy fashion. I never got any info. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't have an address. Maybe if we can get Cicada, maybe at some point, if maybe you can look that up. Are you running in that, in that buddy? No, I'm not running it, but I can get you all the information you need. Thank for. you so much, bro. That'd be nice if I could get that before. Because i got to be up here, back here, I guess at 7.30 to run 3.1 miles in the 5K. And then host Tech Talk with Dr. Richard Schertz tomorrow. I'm filling in for that as well. Busy weekend. Um, so uh, the hideout of Huffing J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Our buddy uh, Chuck from Full Rock and Karaoke is here. He brought us some Hungry Howie's Pizza. I haven't touched it yet because I don't want it weighing me down for the race, but damn. I'm going to have to dig you gotta in here. you got to sneak a piece, man. Yeah, I will sneak a Also, Stacy is here. Uh, Stacy, come on up to the microphone. How are you? Hey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. You've been hanging out all show. You just kind of emailed Dub saying you wanted to sit in and see how the hideout works. Yeah, that's right. How's it going? What do you think? I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, does it, do we make it look easy or um, are we as? I was told this, J Dubs. Yeah. I was riding the car today with some salespeople, and they said um, their friends and their family, and even occasionally a client or two, are like that hideout. I, I don't get it. I I like it. I think I like it. But then I hate it. <laughs> and I and I listen but they were like, but I listen. I I can't turn it off. It, I, I listen to El Jefe and J dubs and I yell at my radio and I wanna punch my radio but goddamn I can't I can't turn it off. <laughs> so and they were like this is the word both of them used from different multiple people. Train wreck. But really? They, but they said that's what they love about the hideout the most. Uh-huh. Was, I don't know if that's what we want to be famous for. <laughs> well, they, well, the fact that they say that, that not so much even train wreck, because I don't think it is a train wreck, but that you just never know what is going to happen next. Yeah. You, it, it just, it's, it, this isn't a show that's, I would say, mapped out. You know what I mean? You, and, you, you guys should give yourselves a pat on the back, though. Normally you got all this uh, homoerotic stuff. Tonight you had the hookers and the strippers. And all this talk about Bush, and then we went into the buffet. I mean, it, this yeah. is my kind of show. Yeah, this is, we're real manly tonight. We even got a chicken here. Uh, so that chicken? actually, do what? Chicken? No, not chicken. Uh, chick. Chicken oh, here. Oh, that's next week, fellas. Ah. So, um, all right. So here's the situation. Um, I was actually talking to. Yeah, here he is. Our buddy got DJ. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, party boys? How are you, brother? Doing good, doing good. I uh, got DJ goes back uh, with the hideout ever since the old Saturday night shows. And, in fact, he came in, brought in a whole bunch of buddies of his for the, uh, what was it? Uh, what the did... goth prom. The goth prom, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I, ever since, he, he is a he's a goth DJ, and he spins at uh, a couple local clubs. And so I, uh, I've been saying that I want to go watch the guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to go to a goth club. And I'm trying to gather people to go to this goth club. Where do you spin, uh, goth DJ? Uh, the club's actual name is called The Edge. Okay. Right? And it is in Southeast, and I know people get all, ooh, it's in South- Southeast, but it's like barely in Southeast. It's like a half a block from, I don't know, South or whatever. And, and why would you be afraid of black people? There's no reason. So... No, no, not at all. I mean, we have, you know, girls show up, you know, they're 18. 
driving their cars, and you know they get there and they don't get beat up or whatever. So, of course you know. not, and it's just, it's sad that people are afraid of that. But I've been trying to gather some people to go, and they've been a little worried. Cicada, step up to the mic. I want to go to this tomorrow night. Now, got DJ, I'll be honest. I'm packed tomorrow. Yeah, I got yeah. a 5K tomorrow. I got Tech Talk tomorrow. I got Newshounds baseball on uh, Sunday morning. But I want to go. I want to go to the golf club. Cicada, you want to go with me? Yeah, I heard, I saw his uh, I said Cicada's uh, profile up on Goth Personals. <laughs> I saw too. There was there was this guy from like Texas on this Goth Personals website. Looked exactly like Cicada, but with a goatee, and he was into uh, being dominated. <laughs> and for those of you playing along at home, uh, let's just say Cicada looks like a killer clown from outer space. <laughs> so, would, would you go? Because you got to be 18 to get in, right? That's correct. But 21 to drink. Right. And what is it, open bar from 9 to 10? 9 to 10, drink, you know. That's when I'd go. Beer, real drinks for free. Oh, wow. Cicada, you want to go? I'm thinking about going. Do I have to wear any sort of gothic clothing or anything like that? No, I want you to wear your yeah. Cubs Mark Pryor jersey. You wear whatever you want. I would say a good, you know, 50, 60 percent of the people who show up have at least something black on, black shirt, black pants. You got black you know. pants, black undies. You're black cool. undies. Uh, Bateman, you want to go? What is it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Busy. No, you're not. I am. What are you doing? Going to a party. With who? Uh, no one you would know. Someone from high school. Really? Uh, yep. How's that happening? Uh, I got invited today. <laughs> no way. Yep. You, you, wait a second. You said you were going to go with me on on Saturday. Something came up. <sighs> Who is it? What's her name? Her name is Tanya. Who's the skirt? What? Always the girl. God damn it. Y'all guys want to go to the club? Come on, Dubs. Dubs, you want to go? Doug, no. I don't even ask Dubs. Nah. Because Dubs never goes. I'll play some corporate adventure for you. Hey, Goth. Hmm. Can, I, can, I get some, uh, can I get some crack there? <laughs> uh, is there uh, are there going to be any drugs uh, or anything like that or no? Uh, to be honest, uh, that used to be really prevalent in the scene, and it, it's went so underground that I don't even know about it anymore. Hmm. All right. Well, so it's it's just you and me, Cicada, going to the going to the goth club. Now I can put you, I can put whoever you want on guest list so you get in for free. Are there any chicks that want to go on a date tomorrow to the goth club? We'll get in for free, and you drink free from nine to ten. Then you gotta pay for for you for you and me and Cicada <laughs> and Cicada, my little brother who's coming along as well. If you would like to take me up on this offer, eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Um, I'll I'll get back at you guys. Right now, I guess Scott DJ. I'll tell you what, put me down plus put me down uh, plus three. Plus and, three. Yeah, and then. I don't have three friends, but I'm just going to ask people on the Metro down if they want to go in. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you, man. All right, man. All right, see you. God damn. This is when ha not having friends really hurts. Yeah. Hey, who's this who stopped by with Domino's? What's your name, man? Step on up to the mic. Yeah, my name's Danny. Hey, Danny. How Danny, are you, brother? Danny yeah, stopped by earlier for uh, the Ron and Fez show just to us. Oh, did he? And uh, he asked if we ever wanted pizza. Just, you know, give him a call up. And I said... If you ever want to drop off pizza, don't be shy. Yeah, let me say this. We'll put this out there now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to bring us free food, we will never, ever turn you away, no matter what it is, because somebody at the station will eat it. Oh, uh, uh, what about crack? Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you also want to do... All right. If you're, if you're lying to me, I'm going to be pissed, because it has been my lifelong dream to do this. Matt Albert, you're in the hideout on JFK. I'll roll with you to the club of city. Will you really? Yeah, while we're having our sleepover. 
Oh, so are you guys really having a sleepover, Cicada? Yeah, as soon as we are done with the Gothic uh, Club, we're going right to my house having a sleepover. Now, are you lying to me or is this really happening? No, this is really happening. All right, I'm doing this then. Now, you're going to have to do plus three and a half, maybe four, from taking <laughs> these two fat kids with me. But It's like charging an extra seat on a flight. Oh, two extras. They need a whole row, and this is a jumbo jet. Are you serious, Matt Albert? You want to go? Yeah. I, do you know how cool I'm going to look walking in there with Sid K, the killer clown, and Matt Albert? We'll be your bodyguards. That's what it looks like. Tries anything. Hey, by the way, there are some pictures of uh, the guys from the Negro Nation uh, up on the website. And, Dubs, tell Matt what you were telling me. It looks like Matt's losing weight. Because <laughs> it's really dark in that picture, isn't it? You're killing the bit. You cannot lose weight. I know we got you the gym membership and all, but if you lose weight, you're no longer useful to us. I know. If you lose the virginity, you're no longer useful. I'm eating as we speak. I got an IV of gravy right now. <laughs> all right. So if you are really going, how are you going to meet up with Cicada? Is Cicada going to get you tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Cicada, you're driving. You're driving us to Southeast tomorrow night. I'm, I'm going to need some gas money. I will give you gas money. That's not a problem. I got that covered as long as we take your car. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so here's the situation. And I don't want you meeting me at my apartment because I don't want you two knowing where I live. So I'll just meet you at Union Station. <laughs> so it's going to be me, Sid Kata, and Matt Albert. I got one more. I got room for one more on the guest list. Who else wants to go? Eight six six two seven seven forty nine six nine. Please be a chick. No. Yo, you don't want to take any girls? Guys' night out. <laughs> yes, the boys' night out. It's always a guys' night out with you. Have you ever been on like uh, anything else other than a guys' night out? No. They are having a sleepover afterwards. Yeah, and here's the thing, Matt Albert, we're gonna get you a hooker tomorrow. <laughs> oh, great. We're gonna we're gonna take you to uh, Wisconsin Avenue or Connecticut Avenue. We're popping that cherry. Will it be Stacy? No. Stacy. I'm talking about Stacy from the Stacy show. She needs a job. All right. Well, <laughs> she needs a job. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Chuck. All right, who said that? Whoever it was. Funny. All right, Matt Albert. I guess I'll be hanging out. With you and Cicada tomorrow night. That would be great. Wow, marriage looks so much better. <laughs> the separation wasn't a good idea whenever you look at it nights like tomorrow night. All right, brother, we'll talk to you. See you. All right, see you, fat boy. 5,000. 5,000. Oh, I meant to hang up on him. Beat it. All right, here we go. All right, well, cool. That sounds like fun. Danny, I guess. Compared to what? Sitting at home, waiting, going to sleep early. Just no, like I'm Madden. Night. Madden's great. You gotta get mad. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Tell Goth DJ he wants my real name. Tell him just to put me as El Jefe. I don't give out real names, not to anybody. Um. All right. So that's fun. Danny, you want to go? You want in on this? Uh. On the cool kid party. Goth DJ. Alex Cruz. Well, I mean, Alex I, Cruz. Jimenez. I got tickets to the Richmond race now, thanks to too. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, never mind. You're gonna any other time. I mean. You're gonna be living it up, <laughs> Chuck. Oh, you got you got karaoke gig tomorrow? Uh, I got a DJ a wedding, so I will not be there. Hmm. Dubs? Maybe afterwards. Punani? <laughs> hey! Oh, that's right. You got DC United. Never mind.
No, it's not that, but what kind of truck are we going to ride in with me, uh, Matt Albert, and... Yeah, what do you drive, said Kate? I didn't even think about this. Are all three of us going to be able to fit in your car? Yeah, I've got a Blazer. Matt Albert can sit in my lap. I've got no problem with that. <laughs> I swear there's a weird homo thing going on with you two. Yeah, well, have you, I got, I finally got the picture of, uh, Sid Kata and Perry Nud fighting over the, uh... Where is it? I got it. It's in my that. email. Let me do it. All right, come over here and I want to see that. I want to see, uh, Sid Kata. And Perry, no hey, ask Perry if he wants to go. Perry would probably be a lot of fun at a thing like this. He stopped by tonight and disappeared. I have no idea where he went. <sighs> All right. Well, apparently nobody wants to have fun with me. That's just the way the situation goes. I understand that. It's Friday night. And tomorrow night's booked with Sid and Matt Albert. If you're listening right now and you're alone, realize how much better your life is than that than that of someone who hosts a talk show five nights a week. Well, Happy, you're gonna do the sleepover too, right? Yeah. Take, take the record, take the dat with you, just do the whole thing. You know, I would, but I don't uh, want to be up all night playing Madden because I got the news hounds on Sunday morning, and I, you know, I got to be fresh for the uh, for the for the for the men's baseball. I just want to know what kind of uh, pajamas that Matt Albert's gonna be wearing. What are you? What are you guys gonna do to entertain yourself? And you are gonna have a tape recorder, are you not, Sid Kater? Yeah, absolutely. I've got one if you need mine. Okay. What is it you guys are going to do to keep yourselves entertained? Figure one has to be food. <laughs> I would I would assume that. What what's on the menu for tomorrow at Cicada's place? The leftover pizza. <laughs> yeah, you'd have four boxes of pizza I can see. We're the good news more. is the good news is they are having a celebrity over. The Kool Aid guy's gonna stop by. <laughs> oh, he's gonna fit right in. He'll be able to share pajamas. Anything with sugar. Uh, are you gonna uh you know what I can see? I can see you running around with your Cubs Mark Pryor jersey that you have on now as a nighty. Yeah, and just as just as whitey tighties underneath it. Call him a call him a grizzly bear. Or just flap it. And Matt Albert running around with his Patrick Ramsey jersey. These are the slowest computers ever. I know. Alright, we'll take a couple calls. I can't even see who's on the phones actually. Um eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty. Let's talk to our buddy uh Carl Face, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, baby? Well, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, you were talking about strip clubs and stuff. Um, uh, before I tell you my little tale, let me give a shout-out to Simi and my Mafia Life family, Melodia. Oh, good. You're, so you're still sticking with the MafiaLife.com. Big yeah. up to those guys. It's cool. Thank it's you. a bunch of fun. You more guys should sign on. Anyhow, you were talking about strip clubs. And back when I lived in Houston, I went to one, and I, I did a glory hole. Did, did you really? I, I, listen, I'd never heard of him before. I didn't know what the hell it was. But I was just sitting there watching this little movie, and I heard this feminine voice come from oh, someone. All right. And I said, that can't be the movie. And I looked down, and there were these fingers. And said, Jesus. Frankly, I was so scared. I didn't know what kind of wacko would be there. They were real. They were begging me, and I thought they might have a gun back there. I mean, it was really freaky. So I just, like, went for it because I didn't want to piss them off. So <laughs> That's not a reason. All right, thank you, brother. That's not a reason. I guarantee it was a dude on the other side. Of course it was. And we're it, not going to... It, it's not working. And we're not going to judge you. Here, why don't you come over here and try to get okay. up on this computer? I got to see the... Uh, I got to see the picture of Perry Noid and Cicada fighting over a teddy bear <laughs> on a bed. The hideout isn't complete until we get something homo in. I got to tell you that now. In the meantime, let's go to uh, 
Jay, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, Bob? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. Hey, I'll roll down with you to that golf club. I can even drive. I got a big SUV. I can fit that uh, fat boy in the back seat and get a what? bucket of chicken for him. Hey, well, actually, that does sound pretty good now that I think about it. There's nothing wrong with some chicken as we roll down to uh, to the edge. To a golf party. For a golf <laughs> night. All right, well, uh, we'll get your number and we'll, uh, we'll we'll make everything happen. Right on, brother. Hold on, okay? Cool. All right. And finally, man at arms, you're in the hideout on JFK. I just want you to keep in mind that in order to get into the Edge nightclub, no matter what night, you got to be wearing a He-Man costume. <laughs> I hear you. Thank you. That was funny. Or play guitar for you, too. Oh, okay. Wow, that is the... Um... All right, here's a picture, and I don't know where we can put that. Can we find this on Perinoid.com, said Kata? No, it's not listed up there. I kind of want to hang it on my wall. Why is it not? Because there is a picture of... Sidkeda and Perinoid, Perinoid.com. You find the link on RadioHideout.com. Sitting in a bed, looking at each other, gazing into each other's eyes, fighting over a teddy bear, and the look of your, the look of love in your eyes, Sidkeda, as you and Perry share that moment, is freaky. Danny, you looking at this? Is it, is it not just uh, like a pedo in the most disturbing way? You can see the love, definitely. I mean. It's like you're sharing a, like a kid or something. It's so weird. Yeah, they look like a young couple that's going in for that first kiss. <laughs> they do. They do. Like, uh, what was Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. <laughs> so Kate is the lady. Wow. All right. Well, cool. Fair enough. Oh, I didn't get the chance to sing. That sucks. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll do it next week because yeah, coming up Friday, or actually next Wednesday is the finals for the karaoke competition. That's going to happen at the Fair Oaks Champs, so right here at the Fair Oaks Mall. So we'll get you a lot more info. I'm actually performing that night, so I will be seen at some point. I want to thank Michael Moore for Fahrenheit 9-11. Um, we didn't. We never got to the tickets tonight. No. We'll give them to you Monday. Yep. In fact, whose weekend was it? That's how we recap our weekend. That's what we'll be giving away. Fahrenheit 9-11 tickets. Um, we, sh we should have six. Um, also to that, too, I want to say congratulations to Chuck, Full Rock and Karaoke, making it, DC Improv. Uh, where are you going to be next? Where yeah. can people go see you? The DC Improv thing is July 27th. It's actually an open white competition for Comic of the Month. So we're going to do... Uh Get your tickets earlier. The show, uh, show will be sold out. But go ahead and get your, your tickets. Man. That's the 27th? Yeah, 27th of July. Make sure you check back in with us one more time before you do that. Sweet. All right. Uh, thank you to Danny, man. Anything you need to plug other than bringing in that Domino's? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure my manager will like it. Um, I'm at Camp Washington down there. It's right down the street over here. Oh, really? Cool. Like, definitely call us because, I mean... All right, yeah. Totally down to what's, your, what's your phone number over there, brother? Uh, it's 352-9800. Okay, 352-9800 for the... Uh, for the dominoes. Yeah, over. and I also want to mention one more thing. I know you like to keep it, you know, light. You know, I've listened to the show a lot, so uh -huh. I brought you a thin crust. Keep the carbs Look down, at this like guy. and pepperoni and bacon. Pepperoni bacon. It's she's you. You know this. Hey, give Danny a round of applause. Seven zero three three five two ninety eight hundred. Ninety eight hundred for the Camp Washington Dominoes. Yes, sir. Jesus, look at these guys. Sidkeda, <laughs> thank you to you, Punani, for hanging out all week. We also want to thank Stacy Swim of the Sex Workers Organization Project or whatever. SWOP-US.org trying to legalize prostitution. That's a good cause to get yeah. behind. And thank you to Bateman and Oddball who helped out all week. Uh, other than that, we'll see you Monday. Fahrenheit 9-11 tickets to give away. 
but it's worth paying for. Go see the movie, and we'll uh, we'll have more intelligent entertainment conversations coming up Monday. Until then, Bow Wow News Hounds, we out, bitch. Five thousand. Five thousand. Bow wow, new town. You're a mongoloid. Tubby's a virgin. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. I'm a big mo. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Oh, how do you feel so good? Bow wow, new sounds. Hi, this is Troy Aikman, and you're. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. I be smacking my hoes, and everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor, step on them hard, step on them hard. Kick them to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. Not interested. Hi, right, Dan.